0: Hello friends, you are listening to This Island Postpartum, which is a podcast um, and collection of audio diaries um, by parents about the period of time shortly after becoming a parent, aka postpartum, um, which we have found feels quite a lot like being on an island, (laughs) hence the name This Island Postpartum. Um, I'm Amy. I am one of the hosts of the show. Um, this week we have a really special treat, which is an audio diary by Sophia, who is the second host of the show, um, chronicling a week from back in December, actually, so it's been a little bit of time since, but trust me, still feels very fresh to listen to. Um, a week in the life of her sort of mothering her toddler um, and also reflecting back on her early postpartum period but also lingering a lot in what's going on right now um, which you know would argue one is still postpartum and two is still quite island-like so yeah we're gonna dive into this audio diary and thanks so much for listening
1: I just got off the phone with my dear friend Amy and this is my second time talking to her since she had her baby and I told her that it just felt like so surreal but like so normal that she is a mom because she has always been interested in these themes and I feel like she supported me as a mother um, and was one of my first mom friends when I had my daughter two and a half years ago before she was a mother. She was my mom friend. (laughs) And we read a lot of the same books about motherhood and were big fans of the podcast Mom Range. And I just remember like she was one of the people I could have these like existential conversations with about what is motherhood who are we after we go through this huge physical embodied change and what happens when I don't recognize myself anymore or the most basic human functions I I can't even do anymore um and I'm just so grateful for her. So my first little voice diary is kind of dedicated to her and thanking her for asking me to join this project and be a part of this island postpartum. Um, she asked and gave the prompt, which I love, is just to record some audio diaries of like what my daily life is like as a mother and what are my thoughts about it these days and so that's what i'll be doing um I want to take advantage right now um my daughter is still napping um and it's kind of hit and miss these days but when she does nap it's such a sweet relief because it's something between two and three hours and it's like I get to be in my own body in my own head space again. I remember feeling like that a lot too when I would put her to bed when she was a lot younger, like once I made it to bedtime and she was asleep. Like I just feel like I returned back to myself and just knowing that like her needs I mean you can never fully turn off that mom I need you at any moment thing but there is a um there is a part of it that like when the child is sleeping and when they're not in the space that you're in there is this like glimpse of it's just you in the world or as close as you'll ever get to that until they're out of the home um so I just treasure these moments of solitude of quiet um Right now it's snowing outside and I'm just watching the snowfall. I'm just in the process of making some dinner while also steeping pouring over some coffee for my husband who just got back from work. Lately I've been um thinking a lot about how much I miss my early postpartum days Um, how I kind of crave early motherhood and I think I would define that as like the first year of baby's life but I think I kind of idolize um, this period of time between like five 12 months where my daughter started miraculously on her own of no good thing that I did, sleeping pretty much through the night around 6-7 months and I just felt this fog lift in my head and I could think again and I craved stories and I craved language for what I was experiencing and learning. Um, I started listening to um, podcasts, and from there started like checking out those books that they talked about at the library um and just digesting a lot in the same time, I was just thinking a lot about, yeah, motherhood, what is it, what's happening to me? Um, and I think that was all possible in a large way because this is before my baby had language so I was always with her but there was this sense of solitude that I felt um that I could kind of escape into my mind palace and just contemplate things um, and think about things um we went on lots of long walks we lived in Philly in the time and I just remember pushing her um in her stroller for the longest time she couldn't nap not in the stroller so we would just be on these long walks and i would be listening to things and kind of deconstructing my whole idea of myself and the world and a lot of the beliefs that i grew up with and it was just this little like the metaphor we're using this little island um and slowly we went through a lot of transition after her first birthday we moved we were living with family there just started to be more and more noise and less and less space part of that was our living situation but the other part was her transitioning into toddlerhood and learning language and taking up her space more so instead of being confined to the playmat or the um bassinet or the swing or the jumper the whole space was hers to explore to take over to destroy or to build or play and she grasped language rather quickly and so she started talking and um and talking to me and we started having these you know like and I started to realize like how much I was craving solitude and alone time and I was like where where did it like how did I used to get this? Why do I feel like I'm missing it? And I think a large part was just like, when you're a mother to an infant, there is this sense of solitude that to me was so sweet um, and necessary and needed. And so that's been kind of the hardest thing for me navigating. Um, early toddlerhood is how do I like find solitude and how do I find stillness and quiet when it's kind of impossible, because now she's a real person, and I'm always spending time with her, so I'm always with people. I'm never really fully by myself, or I don't have that illusion of being by myself that I used to have um, when she was an infant. usually i set my alarm for 6 and i snooze it at least once and then i drag myself out of bed around 6:15 and sometimes i immediately already feel self defeated because i'll hear her i don't know if you can hear that on the recording but she is up now and she was up when i first rolled out of bed And she usually is pretty content to just play in her room for a little while. But it already feels like I woke up too late and I can't get that time I thought I was going to have. And so I don't know what the answer is. Probably need to wake up at five. But I love sleep too much. I remember when I was pregnant, I would sleep until my body wanted to wake up sometimes 9 or 10 hours. And now I still get um, pretty much around 8 hours of sleep every night. My husband goes to bed early because he has to get up in the middle of the morning, like 3am to go to work. And so we're in bed early and either I read in bed or watch something. And So I'm still going to bed early and getting enough sleep, but It's just hard. It's hard for me to wake up in the morning. Especially because right now it's so dark. Looking out my window right now, it's all frosted. And I think there's some snow on the trees. It has been really special from our little apartment. All the windows face um, east. So I can watch the sunrise every morning. I live in the Dakotas right now, and so the sky just feels so huge. Um, but also, it's like every day is kind of a mystery of like whether it'll be a real sunset or not. There's some days where there's a dense fog that descends, and you can't see anything. Um, <laughs> you can't really see the sun until quite some time after it's risen. And then other moment- mornings where there's a lot of dark clouds... And then there are a couple times a week where it's just like all color and clouds. And it's so beautiful and it makes waking up early worth it. And so I keep setting my alarm at 6 and trying to get up and, and enjoy the dawn. Even with my toddler's murmurs and her voice, Mama, I'm awake. Mama, help me. Mama, come (laughs) in the background. Oh. Beauty? You want to sing it with me? You just want to meow? Part of life is very intimate and feels appropriate. Um, I woke up this morning feeling very anxious in my body with like physical symptoms of anxiety. I find that sometimes, like, my stomach's in knots and just pressure on my pelvis. My face sometimes gets numb, especially my lips. And I have some like obsessive intrusive thoughts that like after a few breaths make me go, hmm, interesting. Interesting that I was getting caught up in that. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Um but I've learned to be really gentle with myself over the last year or two. Um I never would have said that I had postpartum anxiety, um, or OCD. I anecdotally knew people, like, had friends who had it so much worse than me, and so when I compared myself to others, like, I never thought, like, oh, that might be a thing for me. However, like, my, um, about six months after I had my daughter, um, I encountered a lot of loss after the passing away of my maternal grandmother and I did some counseling and I think that probably held me through that season and then it wasn't until last year when we moved that I started having a lot of anxiety and it was around the same time my daughter was like a little over a year maybe 13 14 months and we started like weaning and again this is my doula self I don't have evidence for this this is not an evidence thing this is an anecdotal thing is that since then I've talked to several mothers who have shared anecdotally again that like when they were they felt like that season triggered or started their, like, mental health, um, issues, whether it was depression or anxiety or OCD, and so I feel like that kind of drop off of oxytocin that I was used to getting from breastfeeding four or five times a day and then going to three, like, really hit me, and then I was going through a lot of change and transition and moving and just stress and... that was like last fall, last winter, it was pretty peaked, um, and then it ironically started to get better, um, in 2020, January and February, January, um, my daughter completely kind of self-weaned and was done, um, so it was just like a couple months of like slowly weaning her, but like once she cut it off, in the weeks that followed, I started to feel really lighter and better. And yeah, then the pandemic hit and COVID hit. And that brought a lot of my anxiety and hyper fear and focus back. And it's kind of been off and on dealing with it since then. And off and on having different counselors or people I've talked to about it and at this point I don't know I'm just like noticing it and am just trying to like take note of it talk to people about it be honest about it um take care of myself physically when I'm feeling that way um but it's hard for me because it feels like now a lot of my anxiety that once used to center around my daughter and like, is she okay? Is she napping enough? Is she getting everything her need, she needs? Now it's kind of shifted um, to like myself and my body. Like, is my body okay? Am I getting sick? Am I feeling okay? What's the sensation in my body? Am I starting to have, is my pelvic floor tightening again? Am I starting to have digestive issues again? what is it going to be like for me and that's where a lot of my anxiety kind of stems from is kind of like a hyperactive attention to like my bodily self and the healing process that is still continuing two and a half years after giving birth um yeah so this morning I was just like I know it's like not even 10 o'clock but I'm gonna take a bath I'm gonna soak my rear and hopefully that relieves some of my physical symptoms and I find that just like the sensation of being submerged in water and just poking out from under the water kind of stabilizes my, my nervous system and eases things I also find in the bath I like feel like my mind is really creative and I like stories or memories come to mind, and I think, oh, I want to write that down. Um, so that's my little recording from the bathtub, diary from the bathtub. I'm sure we'll have more times to share specifically thoughts, but yeah, it's just it's an interesting time on this island postpartum. I feel like I'm pretty far away from the birth of my child two and a half years ago it's not even two and a half years ago it'll be a half two and a half in the end of January but still a lot of like things and a lot of like wondering is this like my new normal or has it always been this way or was it just like this after I had my baby and it's like getting blurry and hard to remember Honestly, what life was like in my body before I had a child Because so I didn't notice. I didn't notice my body. I didn't notice her Before I got pregnant She was just like an assumption I took for granted I like wish I noticed her her being my body. I like to use personal pronouns for my body and identify more fully with myself and my body and less of a direct object, but more of a subject. Um, Yeah, like, I wish I noticed her more. I wish I, like, examined her. I wish I took a mirror to myself and really noticed all my folds and pleats and intimate parts of myself before they were utterly transformed. Now I feel like I have such an awareness of my bodily self and a detailed knowledge of my construction. And I just wonder what she was like before she had a baby. Um, but I can't really know, because I didn't invest in that. Like all I know is this bodily self, this postpartum bodily self the only physical access I have to her mm. Hi, this is Monday morning now we made it through the weekend and we enjoyed ourselves and there was rest and there was And there was a lot of taking care of a little person and making meals and changing diapers and all that that entails. Saturday, the world was blanketed in frost like I've never seen before in my entire life. And I went on a drive with my parents, with Penny, and we went on a road trip to an abbey monastery that's like an hour and a half from Bismarck. And Penny did really well in the car. Um, you know, kept her supplied with snacks and books and activities and yeah, as we drove, it felt like every blade of grass was just frosted. Um, and every leaf and then every hill and every rock formation and the sky just opened up and blanketed into the sky, the white sky, the fog, the frosted land. It was, it was stunning um, and cleansing and we had, we had an interesting time. It's it's a weird time to travel and explore America during a pandemic. Um, we only made two stops. We got to the monastery early because we forgot about time change and an hour we were already in mountain time so we got there an hour too early before the church opened so we went to um a little sewing quilting shop there was really nothing open in this little town a lot of boarded up businesses but um one thing that was open next to the drugstore was the quilting shop um and I've gotten into textiles and quilting the last couple years. And I inherited, um, after my paternal grandmother passed away, several of her quilt projects that I've been meaning to finish. And so, it just felt like the right timing to, like, buy some fabric and batting at this little shop. And brought Penny in with me and my mom. And we're just wandering around and picking out things. And, oh, Penny was interesting because she was curious but she was also nervous and it's hard to know what is just her what is just being a toddler and what also is like living through a pandemic with a toddler she doesn't go out very much maybe she joins us on an errand once or twice a week um if even usually maybe just once a week um she only socializes with my parents and, like, one other family that my mom nannies for. And that's, like, a new thing that she's done in the last couple of months since living here. Um, so, I mean, I feel like whenever we're in a new space, she is pretty clingy and wants to be held. And so it was nice to be with my mom because we could pass her back and forth. Um, and it was really sweet. They It was some kind of open house, so they gave her a present. And I was kind of bewildered because, you know... You know COVID you're trying to limit your interactions with people um you're not quite sure where other people I mean everyone was wearing masks and they gave us this wrap present I'm like great thank you and <laughs> went to the car and opened it and had a coloring book and crayons and that really saved the rest of the day because Penny got to draw and and after that we went to the Abbey and we saw beautiful church, and it was just mysterious that it just was nestled in the plains of America. Something that you would kind of imagine would be in more of like an urban setting, or like an older part part of the United States. I mean, the plains just, I know people have lived here for quite a while, I mean, white people have lived here for quite a while, but everything kind of feels new and boxy in town, and it's hard to find architecture that has any remnants of like the past so it was just really interesting to be there and then we drove back and my dad loves country roads and we took these country roads and at one point the road turned to gravel and red dirt and it just went on all the way to the horizon and then on either side was just white frosted little dome hills some kind of weird geological feature like the glaciers made these little dumps of sediment so they just look like little hills like i can't i can't think of another word for them but little hills in white and this red dirt road just winding through them Um, yeah it's really been healing for me to be out here in the dakotas after a couple years of not having a lot of space physically To just like spread my body out and just like reflect the skyline. Skyline. The horizon. When I say skyline, I immediately think of buildings and not land. And that's what it is here. It's just land and land and land. So that was our Saturday and our Sunday was pretty restful at home. And trying to really lean into um the church calendar the christian church calendar for like new traditions and it's really special at this stage of being a parent and i think people had told me this like you know all the holidays become so much more magical when you have a little person to like see it through their eyes and it's so true <laughs> it's true what they say um on sunday was saint lucia's day and we read a couple books about saint lucia and penny and i my daughter and i we made this crown for her out of paper you know and fake candles and she loved it and wore it the whole day and i baked some scones i didn't have i couldn't really bake the classic Um, Lucia buns, but I made some scones and we even delivered them to her grandparents later in the day And we were singing songs and she kept picking the song on the Spotify playlist About me the song about me. She was dressed up as Saint Lucia and she looked like the little girl on the album art Um, Yeah, it was just these sweet things like just brought the wonder back and I'm looking forward to the next few days and weeks um with Christmas approaching and just leaning into our own traditions and starting them it has been really magical and like kind of a saving grace in this kind of really dark cold time of year and being in a new city where we don't really know anybody and being home most of the time um just bringing some wonder and magic and meaning to our days has been really a treasure. Um and I'm trying to be gentle with myself too. I'm definitely like an overachiever when it comes to ritual and beauty and I like to make meaning all the time. So I'm trying to like okay, I had this calendar that I got with all these different activities for advent that somebody else made, but we do one or two of them a week and it's fine and there's enough for everything. So trying to hold it softly and loosely, but also really enjoy. This is turning into a longer recording. It just feels like a treasured moment of time. I should tell you what is actually happening in this moment. It's Monday morning, and I made oatmeal for Penny and I after I changed her diaper and put her sheets in the wash because we had a major leak. Um, She's probably right on the edge, and potty training is kind of a thing for us, but I, my heart's not in it, so it's more when her dad's home, they'll like try and do it, but uh, we need it, we need it, because it's just a lot to clean up after, (laughs) in a diaper. Anyhow, so we had our oatmeal, and now Penny has, is watching PBS Kids, Clifford, the Big Red Dog, who she sometimes calls Caleb the Big Red Dog, after her uncle. (laughs) And that's a funny thing, too. Like, I definitely was one of those people who judged moms for, like, letting their kids watch TV. Which is ridiculous on so many levels. One, mom shaming and mom guilting is terrible. And, like, I participated that in that before I became a mom and as I became a mom, I'm aware of those instincts to like judge and compare. And I've just really fought them to say like, there is no space for them. Every mom is doing their freaking best, Um, especially right now with COVID and living through a pandemic and just all need to give each other so much affirmation and praise for everything that moms and dads and parents are doing. So anyway, I let my toddler watch an hour of TV in the morning, and it's a gift. I usually use it to do some writing, collect my thoughts for the day, and right now I'm just finishing breakfast and my tea. I thought, oh, it would be good to record more for the podcast. Um, In a few minutes, though, my um, my dad is going to be dropping off to pick Penny up. Since we moved to North Dakota, uh, my parents usually have her one or two days a week um, in the mornings, and it's such a gift, and man, if you're listening to this and you don't have that support, I'm so sorry. I know what it's like to have that. Um, this is really the first time since having my daughter that I have consistent, like, child care support, and it's wonderful, and every everybody deserves it. I... I sometimes go into a little tailspin of like, what should I use this time for? Um, Work has been kind of hard for me to negotiate and figure out this year. Um, I trained as a birth labor doula in 2019 in the fall and spent a lot of time getting my business kind of up and running and marketing sorted out and then COVID hit and just paused everything. So it's really only been in the last couple of months that I've like returned to that work and, and networking here and trying to get and, and more connected with the birth community here in the Dakotas and, you know, hoping to serve some families in the new year. Also looking to do more virtual support because a lot of people are in unique seasons and that's better than nothing and actually can be a good gift, so. A lot of my time is trying to figure out, okay, how much do I put into doula work, how much do I put into marketing, how much do I put into my own art making and my own writing and projects. And now my little person is here asking for some goldfish, so I'm going to pause for now. Be back soon. So, this is again Monday and it's just one of those days where the toddler is in her room and she's not napping but i'm just leaving her in there because i needed to eat something and it was already 30 and i haven't had lunch so i was watching working moms while i ate some lunch <laughs> It was funny, because I think I was talking about this earlier, was that um, one of the characters in Working Moms, she, like, weans her daughter, and her postpartum depression, like, is, like, re-triggered and comes back, like, stronger, and, like, the lactation consultant in their, like, peer support group, like, like, warns her about it, and I was like, oh, whoa, maybe that is a thing, because I think I was talking about earlier that... Oh, I experienced a real low and a lot of anxiety when I was weaning my daughter and it didn't really set in until then so like the first year of her life I wouldn't have said I struggled with anxiety or yeah so it was just kind of surreal watching that and I really felt for her uh, and all moms who are just trying to navigate their mental health and emotional well-being also taking care of others And I just wanted to note that now I'm trying to, like, gear up the energy to do some cleaning. Um, Long story short, my mom had to watch my daughter at my house today and the other girls that are, like, in our little pod. And I just hid in my room to try and get work done, and it was just a lot of starts and stops. Um, So I still feel, like, really scattered in my thoughts. And I have all these ideas of all these projects that are just sitting on shelves, and I want to finish them, and I want to create things and make things. And at the same time, the sink is full of dishes, and there's toys all over the floor. and Also, I just feel zapped. But I thought, well, I could record a little audio, diary, and then that could be enough. So just trying to speak those words over me. I am enough. Whatever gets done gets done. Whatever doesn't, it's enough. And trying to shift my view recently with motherhood and... (sighs) kind of see like whatever creative work I do as an artist and as a maker and a storyteller that it just arises from the ground of motherhood from this kind of residency in motherhood this consuming experience um that has its own knowledge gained and its own insights and its own um realities. I mean, motherhood has changed the kind of stories I'm interested in telling. It's changed the way that I see the world. It's changed everything about me and it's definitely changed me as an artist and as a maker and as frustrating as it is some days to get things done and to make work for myself, um, it's still like the way. It's my only path. (laughs) So I think I'm gonna just let things go for now and do the menial tasks in front of me. Maybe watch some working moms in the background while I do the dishes. (laughs) And that's going to be the next little bit of the day for me. I'll check back in later. Somehow it's already Thursday. I started this little audio diary I think last Friday or Saturday and Amy invited me to be a part of this podcast and it's crazy how between Monday and Thursday just all got really blurry the midweek the mid middle some of that was just for personal reasons this year has held a lot of Hard things for many of us, and living through this pandemic, nobody can escape it. Um, ugh, I was even singing. Oh, maybe this is too much. But I was singing to my husband the other day, changing the world. Words of the one of the Hamilton songs. Um, Disease doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. Ugh, and that's how I feel with COVID like as conscious as I've been as members of my family and friends like I still just see the impact of the pandemic and it's just been kind of a stressful week and then so just counting some losses acknowledging that like the holidays are different this year they're going to be different um, and it's just kind of how it has to be matters beyond our control, and I'm just kind of confronting a lot of grief. I think it's all adding up from the year. And then in the midst of that all, I'm still mothering and the primary caregiver to my daughter, so my last few days have still been filled with a lot of rising early and making breakfast, making toast, putting peanut butter on toast, making oatmeal, cutting apples, crackers, cups of milk, refilling the water bottle, diaper changes, avoiding potty training, (sighs) setting up crafts, more like piles of stickers, playing games, Trying to read books. Letting her be. Doing my own work in the corners of time I can create while she is occupied with something. Also just genuine surprises at her. Like every day. She's just a full human. And it's amazing to see her personhood come out more and more every day. The way she talks to me and thinks about things and asks questions so as hard as this week has been and this year has been i'm just acknowledging that tension um right now um my husband got home early from work and because it had been such a day and a day before he offered to take penny to the park and go ride Bullseye. Well, it's really just a regular horse, you know, that's on the spring, but she calls it Bullseye from Toy Story. Um, And I just kind of reveled in the house being quiet. Read some a rom-com novel that's been my literature escape Um, mostly since COVID started. It's been hard for me to concentrate and read the kind of books that I usually enjoy reading um but each thing has its season so try not to put too much pressure on myself but yeah so I read some rom-com fiction and then ate a bunch of popcorn (laughs) and now I'm gearing up to make some dinner um I would be so interested in knowing what is the po what food do you take to the postpartum island? Um I think about that a lot. Like, one, I love food, I'm a foodie. But also just like how food can just kind of bring you back to like a season in your life and a certain time. Like I remember some of the foods I remember in early postpartum, those first couple weeks. Um, my parents went to the grocery store and just stocked our fridge and pantry. Um, and I had a bunch of Ziggy's yogurts and granola bars, just, like, regular granola bars that I would dip in the yogurt. So, just, like, so much full fat. Um, I was so hungry as I was starting to breastfeed. And I also remember, um, sandwiches on, like, potato rolls. Mmm. And... For some reason, my husband loves cream of wheat. And because he would normally bring me breakfast, he would bring me cream of wheat. I didn't love it, but I was so ravenous I would eat it. Now you could not get me to eat a cream of wheat. Mm -mm. Um, These days, my main foods on my late postpartum island are Mm, A big comfort food for me when I'm feeling a little out of sorts in my body is steel cut oatmeal with frozen blueberries cooked and almond butter and chia seeds and honey. It just feels all the corners. Anywho, and tonight for dinner we are, um, I have lately had a craving for sweet potato fries. So I got those frozen, going to throw them in the oven. Gonna have some salad, gonna have some leftover soup. Um <laughs> and I think that's also so funny like what does a toddler eat? I just am always putting things out and I feel like my daughter eats, you know, half a sweet potato fry. Okay, just kidding. As long as there's ketchup, she's going to eat a lot of fries. But then, you know, she'll have one spinach leaf for my salad and then she'll have like you know a cup a couple spoonfuls of hummus and then like one bite of lentil soup and then her gummy vitamin every night <laughs> that's her life I don't know I would be interested to hear other people's lists of foods maybe that'll be a prompt or call in question sometime on the podcast because I don't know maybe it also it's kind of sometimes sounds like poetry to me (laughs) when I hear like a list of what people are eating or what they're making that day or what food brings them joy Mm. so that's where I am I might I don't know how much more I'm going to record for this episode because I feel like my week's coming to a close and my thoughts on motherhood are too for now. little kitty cat
0: this has been this island postpartum um so grateful for this collection of audio diary clips um the intimacy and the the sort of like quiet slow sharing and unfolding of how it feels right now, um, for Sophia, um, we want to have more people talk about their experience of, you know, this island postpartum, um, so if you're interested in sharing how it's been for you, we're figuring out exactly what that'll look like, it might be interviews, it might be you recording your own audio diary, um, sort of with instructions from us over a week and sending it to us and we'll put it together into a episode. Um so if that is something you're interested in, go to our website, fill out the form um and we will, you know, contact you when we can. It's a little bit slow um sort of getting our momentum with this podcast, but you know, the work is ongoing amidst parenting, and we're finding our footing, and it's exciting. So thank you so much for listening. Um, This podcast is hosted by me, Amy Bornman, and by Sophia Cardillo, whose voice you heard throughout the episode. Um, And we'll see you next time when we're gonna have some Q&A about some of the stuff that Sophia shared. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening.